Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 84. 84. <laughs> 84. Very exciting. Oh, 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 is it exciting Well, now? I don't know. I said that and I regretted it instantly. <laughs> I thought, no, I meant to be angry. You can't uh, deny the excitement of uh, the numbers, Nick. <laughs> the excitement of the numbers. That sounds like a good crime novel, doesn't does it? it? Or a bad crime novel. Yeah. Or like Countdown After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me you wouldn't watch that. <laughs> Absolutely. Street, street Countdown. <laughs> What's it like? It can get quite cold. <laughs> How are you, Nick? I'm all right. All right. For spooky month. Spooky uh, month. Nothing spooky so far. Nothing. Apart from those, I wasn't, I wasn't fishing there, but yes, fishy, yeah, always fishing. Those of you on Patreon may have witnessed my slight rant about tiny pumpkins this week, and then Sinead came over, and I had to run out to get some bits and pieces, and I came back, and she had discreted tiny pumpkins around my house. <laughs> discreted is quite nice, actually, a way of saying it. I was going to go. Surely it's secreted, and I went, oh god, no, one. <laughs> That would be un- that would be unfortunate. I think you can use them actually. They use that word in both terms, really? but it, people will always go. It with, also, Ew. yeah, also like ooh, no. Yes, no. I I packaged up a tiny pumpkin, brought it round, and then when Nick was out, I was like, okay, where am I going to put this? I'm going to chuck it in the fireplace. See how long it comes. Walked through the door, pointed. There's a pumpkin. There's a tiny pumpkin. There's a tiny pumpkin in my house. Get it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it stays now. It stays. I'm just going to build and build a little tiny pumpkin display hidden around Nick's house and then wash it rot. <laughs> you are dressed like a pumpkin today. You've got an orange t-shirt on. Thank you for that. It's already spreading. It's <laughs> exactly what I had in mind. I know. I want to look like a pumpkin. I put on an orange t-shirt. And I love it. Thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that terribly insulting suddenly? <laughs> a tiny pumpkin. A seasonal squash. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> well, you're all right. Any poisonings this week? Uh, I know I've been far too busy for such things. I've been very busy too. Been busy week. Yeah, been busy week. the week has flown by. Well, it's only Wednesday. Well, when we record this, yes. Now it's Friday or Tuesday or Thursday. Friday. We, we don't, don't even know. know. When oh, we no. record this, obviously, people, it's not live. <laughs> we've we've tried it's to not. make this clear every time. <laughs> not you surprise me. <laughs> yes, but it's midway through Hump Day. Hump Day. Oh, well, quite. <laughs> you really popped your lips there. <laughs> it's like the word hump. <laughs> 
Those pre-show Negronis are kicking Yeah, that, in, that two people. sips I've taken so far. It's already gone straight to my brain. Oh, wonderful. Well, speaking of going insane with two sips of Negronis and uh, pumpkin-related madness, I think it's time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Yeah, indeed we should. So thank you very much to E.H., how very mysterious. Mm. To Cipriana. Hope and, I'm pronouncing that right. And to Amy Clausen. Thank you very much. Ah. Are you a tiny pumpkins too? <laughs> Do you have tiny pumpkins <laughs> right now? Everyone who joins Patreon with a tiny pumpkin gets another free tiny pumpkin in their minds. <laughs> okay. It's the pumpkin, pumpkin theatre of the mind. <laughs> I'd love that! <laughs> no, it's just you sitting in the corner imagining pumpkins going, la, 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 la. <laughs> what, like I've been hit over the head? Yeah, exactly. It must be a little Tweety Birds and Sinead has pumpkins going around. <laughs> that is my life every day, sitting in the corner thinking about pumpkins and spooky stuff. <laughs> Normally we reserve this for Patreon, but I am going to poison something this week. I'm Ooh. going to goddamn poison the lack of Halloween decorations that you can find in towns in England, in any stores in England. But more importantly, I'm going to poison the bloody swathe of Christmas decorations. Uh, no. Rude. That it's October. Let us have this one month of spookiness. <laughs> well, Nick. Hello. Are you ready? No. <gasps> to drink cocktails and talk about poison. Poison? Poison. 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 <laughs> or I was I was waiting. I know what's coming. We could drink Poison. Joke about cocktails. I want to see how many different ways we can say poison. I think that needs to be a thing now for the catchphrase each week. You only say it so many times before the words lose our meaning. That they do, that they do. You didn't have so much poise, son. (laughs) No. Don't do that. That's weird. That's a Simpsons reference. Good. Okay, should we go with the first one? Uh, I have no idea what the first one was, but why not? Uh, Should we drink a cocktail? I already am. I'm way ahead of you. Or a few... Or a few, a few, you say. A few, and tell a few stories while we're here. <laughs> Why not? Screw let's... the actual episode, we'll just tell yeah, some let's, tales let's around a campfire. Have a nice chat. <laughs> yes. So it's my story this week. Hooray, hooray, hooray. But as we've established, we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell and will flavour our cocktail of the week. My pick this week. Mm. Yes. And so the secret ingredient is... A ghost! A tad early, I feel. No, no. This is going to be a perfect Halloween ingredient. Have a ghost. I've got I've got a load of ideas <laughs> saved up from that. There cannot... Be, how, much, how many times do I have to tell you? There's never enough. A ghost! A ghost, it's a ghost. just say. Spooky, spooky ghost. Uh, any particular type of ghosts? Any variety of, of spook Ooh, you um, have in mind? Just, just, a, just a general ghost? Just a general run-of-the-mill ghost. Well, what kind of variety of ghost are you thinking well, of? Well, I don't know. I mean, is it, is it a poltergeist? Is it a, is it a, a phantasm or a spectre? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, did you think poltergeist is in that's a type of ghost and then you went, oh, I've run out of types of no. ghosts, so I'm going to go with different names of ghosts? All the same. What's a phantasm then? Well, it's a spooky thing. <laughs> what? And a spectre? It's all the same. It's, it's a fucking ghosty thing. <laughs> So, it's not, so it is all the same. You admit it. You admit it. Yes. <laughs> no, it's just a ghost. Oh. It's a dead person. Well, that's dull. Oh, it's a dull... Oh, God. Ghosts aren't enough for you. God no, absolutely it. not. Well, with ghosts, with ghost yeah. spectres, phantasms, mm. haunting creatures, if you will, <laughs> what have you come up with, well, Nick? I'm I'm still in two minds, to be honest. Okay. I've, I've got two options Ooh. for you. It depends how nice you are, really. Okay. <laughs> As to which one you're going to get. 
I've had a very long week, <laughs> and it's only Wednesday. A very long week, and I made you. I made you a drink. You did make me a drink, and I brought you a beautiful pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's counting against you at the moment. So no, you have, no, I've infected my house with pumpkins. It's like the plague <laughs> for you, isn't it? The pumpkins are growing, but then you did make me an agroni. So I was I like, oh, and you had had a hard week. Mm. But two options. Interesting. Two options. Okay, I think I've made my mind up. Okay. For you, I am going to make a phantom love song. Oh. Oh, I did not know what you were going to say there. I was like, oh, okay. A phantom love song. A phantom love song just for you. <gasps> say you love me, la, 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 other words. <laughs> I don't know the words. Yes, that absolutely. That's how it goes. Classic Lloyd Webber. <laughs> oh, a phantom love song. Now, you did have a backup. I did. And I think I know what it is. I'm sure you do. Many people have commented that it could be this. I mean, to be honest, I could have made fucking anything. Yeah, there's loads of ghostly cocktails well, I could just go with the spirit. Um, no, you couldn't. And then I could have just made anything I like, because I've used a spirit. No, it's not a ghost, though. A spirit is a ghost. Oh, what, really? Okay. Where does that fit in with a phantasm, spectre, and poltergeist kind oh, of scale? Oh, it's at least... It's up there. <laughs> it's it's, up a, there it's at least a number six on the scale. <laughs> Spirit, no, I would have flipped the table and said, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's no. why I didn't do it. See, I thought that the other cocktail you were going to make, what was the other cocktail you were going to make? It was a green ghost. A green ghost. And that would be quite apt, even though I would be unhappy with it. <laughs> now, a green ghost, I shall I venture to think that that may have a secret what, ingredient what in it? What potentially could it, could it, it be? Was some sort of greeny, twiggy, <laughs> hell-based spawn would be going into it. Yeah, I mean, I could also, we could also go down the river. What is the, your worst nightmare? What is the, <laughs> the most horrifying thing that you could see before you well, would be a floating bottle of shot juice? <laughs> <laughs> that's, an, that's an interesting subject, yeah, then, yeah. because ghosts aren't always necessarily terrifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or green. Or green. <laughs> green ghosts we're not going for. Thank you. Um, I, I can still change my mind. You could still do it. Well, I had a backup as well, because oh, I was so terrified and convinced that you were going to go with a green ghost i found another one did you i found the gray ghost. The gray ghost the yes. gray ghost i don't have any violet oh, okay i've run out ah shit. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise yeah otherwise, absolutely oh um, you usually have violet in house i do for my aviation i'm out it's um, arriving tomorrow on my booze delivery. Oh, well, maybe we'll do that on Friday then <laughs> with the giant booze delivery that's coming. Yes, a grey ghost is a variation on an aviation, but mm. uses blue curacao in it. And it sounded lovely, but you don't have any violets, so... But good, you had a backup. <laughs> okay, cool. So it's a phantom love song. Phantom love song. Phantom love song. Oh my God, I'm excited. Without further ado, it is time for us to go into the poisoner's cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So, Nick, a phantom, the love, phantom love, love song. song. It's a forlorn thing. <laughs> oh, it does look very ghostly. It does, it does. It's pale yeah. and interesting. Uh, having averted the, the horror that would have been the green ghost. The excellence and the majesty and wonder that would have been the green ghost. And you may still make one. I made it. I advice. forced you to drink it. Uh, that sounds upsetting. Okay, it looks lovely. Mm. It looks all pale and interesting. Pale and... Ooh, smells kind of citrusy, which is always good. I, I could keep talking about this, but I want let's to just, drink it. Let's just try and drink it, shall we? Okay, let's try and drink it. Okay, mm. Merry Christmas. Ooh. 
Oh, oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, my. Ooh. <laughs> so really citrusy and sharp, but oh, there's flavor. There's flavors like in there that, that I don't know what they are. Ooh. So I'm getting lime. Mm-hmm. Definitely getting lime. So I know you because you had to go me, out and get some. I said lime. I need some limes, and then you just watch me squeeze some limes. <laughs> <laughs> so I know there's lime in there. So I'm getting a lot of lime. Oh, there's a really interesting undertaste something i don't know exotic almost i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's all i'm thinking you might get one of them from the smell this is not our usual thing this it's really good it's not our usual thing no it's a yeah this bit. is really it's got a floral hint to it it's it got a bit of a floral oomph yeah. to it oh i've been taken in by this ghostly figure <laughs> well the floral oomph mm. elderflower oh god elderflower and i know you're not usually a fan of elderflower well i've come round to elderflower as long but... as it's not in everything but i think in in moderation and mm. with balance i think it works very very well every time you've given me an elderflower cocktail i have liked it yep. but that's because you're a nice person and you don't just <laughs> fling elderflower just wantonly around indeed not and sake sake hey yes indeed sake elderflower lime that's it is that it that's it oh i thought there'd be more spirits in yep. there Oh my god, it's delightful. <laughs> but it's simplicity is often best. And you're making use of that sake you bought Indeed. many, many, many And weeks I actually ago. went and bought a new bottle because I forgot how much I had. <laughs> so, and I haven't even finished the original one yet, even after making these. So now I've got two bottles of sake in the cupboard. Uh, well, 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 it's an excuse to make more of these. Well, exactly. Because, because it's because delicious. Really good. We've had sake once before. Yeah. In a cocktail, and we loved it. We were blown away about how delicate and delicious and That's tasty grand. it was. This is so That's nice. Really good. I'm oh, sorry. thank you for making this, and not the horrible, <laughs> horrible other one. No, I'm very, very, very pleased with that. Everyone should go and make that. It's oh really, my god, it's so good! <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> and I would never guess that there's elderflower in it. No, normally elderflower sets me on edge because it's really overpowering. It can be very floral. overpowering. I mean, there's a half an ounce in each drink. The elderflower that you're using is this an elderflower liqueur? No, yeah, this is the Saint Germain. So it's ah, lovely. Liqueur. So, so it's, it's not, not just a syrup. It's not a syrup or cordial or anything like that. It's or the proper. Perfume. It's the proper liqueur. And a um, delicious sake. And sake and lime juice. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Give it a go, everyone. It's Yay. really good. Let's make nine more of those. <laughs> that is a resounding success. I'm very, very happy. There's not much more to say. Apart well, from indeed not. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> let's, let's, let's drink another. Phantom Love Song. Interesting title. It is an interesting title. I don't know where it's come from. It's... Yeah. It's a bit of a random one. It's not in Diffords or anything. It's a bit of a random website. But it also, I have to say, it did actually remind me as well of a song that I used to be obsessed with. Okay. Called Last Ever Love Song by a band called David Devont and His Spirit Wife. So... What? Ghostliness there, and the song title works. What What was this, and when, and where, and how? <laughs> it's a band called David Devant and his spirit wife. Is this a big band? No, no, they've been going for years, but they're sort of a little bit sort of... Your yeah, sort of thing. My sort of thing. <laughs> my sort of thing that you really won't like. But I might play it to you later just to torment you. Oh, I want to listen to it later. I'll do a video of me listening along. Like, it's weird. <laughs> okay, well, that's a little insight yeah, into Nick's life. So, what he likes to, to do too. on a Friday night. Well, with our Phantom Love Songs firmly in hand. Are you ready for a story, Nick? Yes. Now, full disclosure, I was planning to do another story tonight. <laughs> I had given Nick already a devilish ingredient, shall we say... <laughs> But this was one of the occasions where I got into the story and realised this is not a main episode story, this is very much a Patreon story. (laughs) Because sometimes the stories that we research are too recent, you know, a little too close to home, but also a little too gruesome for the main episode. Is there such a thing? Oh, I think you'll find it. (laughs) And so that's why it's always worth checking out Patreon if you haven't already, because we do lots of different 
types of story on there still sort of sticking to our brand but we will do more modern stories and sometimes it gets well if you're into the gruesome and the gore (laughs) that's where to find it so do listen next tuesday because those stories will be coming out if i survive the night (laughs) but tonight tonight nick we have a tale that is no less chilling than any of those devilish tales i referred to no less fraught with mystery and criminality shall we say (laughs) This is a case that is as famous for its prosecution as much as for the crime itself. Okay. Mm. Was the judge a ghost? He was. Was the prosecutor a ghost? Everyone was a ghost in it. Nice. Apart from, ironically, the victim. Ah, interesting. Mm, yes. I like what they did there. It's a goddamn ghost town. <laughs> as this week's secret ingredient was a ghost, perhaps you can guess where this tale might be going. <laughs> Because it is the story of the Greenbrier Ghost. <laughs> I should have done a Green Ghost. Ah, damn you. Damn you. I, I was thinking it the whole way. And I was like going, oh, he's going to do a Green Ghost. But it's really apt for the story. But man, 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 green... See, this is where niceness gets you. So. <laughs> it gets me much happier to tell the story. Yeah. If I'd had the chartreuse, I would have just been bleeding from the eyes. And cursing your name. <laughs> well, we know the Green Ghost is out there. But does he write a love song? That's what I want to know. Oh, he might. There we go. Maybe that's why he's a ghost. He's like, oh, he's a love song. That's the, that's the next Demon next Gin song. The Green Ghost is, love is, song. Is a, the Green Ghost love song. <laughs> Stop adding songs to my come list. Come on, come on, get on with it. Now, this is a tale that has been covered by many, many marvellous programmes. It has been featured in many a book, films, plays, even Darling Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories. But a few weeks ago, actually, covered this. So she stole her idea. She did it first, but she totally stole her idea. <laughs> so do go and listen to her version of this uh, very spooky telling of this tale in her brilliant inimitable way ours is going to be a little bit more spicy let's just tell we say <laughs> please also be prepared for the sheer volume of brilliant names in this story too <laughs> excellent yes so nick let us go let us go to the great wide plains of west virginia nice i like a plane you like a plane specifically Greenbrier county and it is 1895. If you want to picture the scene, very lush, r- rural area. Rural. 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 you got to think mountains and streams and valleys and woods and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. I thought, were, I thought there were plains. Well, there's some plains in between the mountains and the valleys. In between the, the mountains and the valleys. It's not just mountain, valley, mountain, valley. It's very hard to get around. <laughs> Sounds delightful. It's a beautiful part of the country. I'm, I'm imagining it. You're taking me on a story. <laughs> and here we meet the lovely young lady, Zona Hester. Yes. Actually, Elva Zona Hester. She was known by her middle name, Zona. And she was born and raised in Greenbrier County. And she came from a decent family from the fairly remote area in the county of Little Swell Mountain. Okay. I don't know whether that means the mountain was like a little swell or it was just a little swell mountain as in, oh, it's swell. (laughs) Or it was just like a hill. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny, tiny swell. Tiny, tiny hill. (laughs) It was like, oh, it's the big swelly mountain. (laughs) (laughs) They'd never seen such mountains before. They didn't turn around. (laughs) And despite being a pretty young thing, you know, in mountain territory, (laughs) hill territory, just just swelling territory she is sadly without a bow all that swelling going on she's without a bow to call her own but uh that doesn't mean she doesn't have a past okay little backstory on zona by the age of 21 she had already born a child out of wedlock how dreadful (laughs) terrible terrible behavior stone her (laughs) okay wow you took it too far nick (laughs) you want it spicy you're getting spicy spicy Yes, she had had a child with a man named George Wooldridge, apparently. 
allegedly conceived during a moonlit buggy ride. <laughs> nice. Very Calamity Jane, yeah, isn't it? It truly is. With moonshine. <laughs> Take me back to the Black Hills. So was someone else driving the buggy at this point? I don't know. Or they just, fuck it, let the buggy, the buggy all go where the buggy goes, we're getting it on our back. <laughs> It's it's a rumour. It's very much a rumour that it was on a buggy ride. Now, Zona didn't marry George. Apparently, he was penniless, so there was not much benefit in him marrying her. We're not sure what happened to the child that she bore. It is noted in this story that she had a past, and maybe it's a little bit unfair to sort of, like, say, oh, this woman had a past anyway. There is a good chance that maybe the baby didn't survive infancy. Maybe more likely it's been adopted by another member of the family. You know, the family is spread across this area, taken to a farm two towns over, you know. <laughs> but now it is 1895 and Zona has taken a trip to see her cousins over in Falling Spring. Nice. Nice area. And while she's there, she encounters a rather dashing young man. Her cousin? You say that, Nick. I read one account. Everyone was having sex with their cousin <laughs> before this particular liaison came forward. And it was like, you're making a lot of assumptions here. But actually, I think it's true. Well, there weren't that many people around. So. <laughs> well, there we go. Well, because of that fact, there's not a lot of people around. She's got cousins everywhere. But then she sees a tall, dark, handsome chap who'd That's recently exciting. moved back into the area to work as a blacksmith. Nice. Mm. Now, there's no big beards and tattoos Ooh. here. Not your type. He's more of an intense wait, piercing... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to stop. Shut that shit down right now. <laughs> Make such assumptions. So a big beardy blacksmith guy with tattoos came rocking by with a bottle of chartreuse. Moving on. <laughs> so, this is chartreuse I want. You can stay and dance with it. He is more of an intense sort of piercing eyed fellow. Quite, quite handsome. And yes, it, it, it's nice when a stranger comes to town. Whereas the locals might treat any stranger with a bit of suspicion. Where are you from? And what's your family? And what's your backstory? Any young single woman is like, hey, yay. I'm in there. Husband material. This man's name, prepare yourself. Mm. Erasmus Stribbling Trout Shoe. <laughs> you, you had me at the beginning. Erasmus Stribbling, I can go with that. Erasmus Stribbling. Trout shoe is not a good ending to a name. It's not a shoe for a trout. No, it's Erasmus Stribbling. Trout was his nickname. Right. Some people report it as his middle name. I don't think that's true. No. It's just that it's Trout is how he was known. Okay. Some people think it was because of the area that he came from. There were some trout. He liked fish. He liked fish. Uh, and shoe, S-H-U-E. Shoe. He's known as Trout by friends. I'm going to call him Shoe because I can't bear to call him Trout all the way through this. I'm going to call him Erasmus. Erasmus, yes. But every time I say Erasmus, I have to go Erasmus. <laughs> yeah. So Shoe was born in Fayette County and had followed in his father's footsteps as a blacksmith. He's moved around a little and has recently come into Greenbrier County to ply his trade in smithing. As you ply as a smither. <laughs> now in his early 30s, Zona sets eyes on him and she is sure she has found her perfect man. Now, hopefully he would see past her, her past indiscretions, or maybe she just wouldn't tell him. That's probably the best way. The two certainly fall madly in love and a match is made. But strangers, as I said, are generally met with suspicion in the county, in this area. And certainly she was viewed cautiously by Zona's mm. family. There were rumours, oh. Nick... Of course, rumours that Shu himself a had a past. And perhaps... Was there a she? So you're not much to complain about. Okay, well, should we compare pasts? Okay. Yes. Was he a ghost? He was a ghost the whole time. Only a few months earlier, 
had been married to 16-year-old Lucy Ann Tritt. Okay. And ten years before that, had had another wife, mm. Ali Cutlip. Cutlip, good name. Now, what had happened to these wives of his? I'm assuming, from that tone of voice, nothing good. <laughs> well, the first wife, Ali, he wed in 1885. Uh, they had a daughter together, apparently named Goethe Lucretia. Nice. Good names just keep coming in this one, don't they? And the marriage was not said to be a particularly pleasant one. She was rumoured around the area to have beaten his wife regularly. But he would later say that his first wife had been mad and tormented him. This was a marriage fraught with problems. But the marriage was cut short when Shu had to go away for a couple of years. Right, just had to go away. To prison. Oh, that's, yes, that's going away. Yes, he was arrested for horse theft in Pocahontas County. Nice. He served two years in prison. As a result, the marriage dissolved, ended in divorce. Shu very much left his wife and child in the lurch, even when he was released from prison. Even Mm. when he was in prison, obviously he couldn't do anything, but then it was just, ah, no, she was quite bitter later on, as you would expect. That's understandable, to be honest, yeah. But what of wife number two, Nick? Young Lucy Ann, who he had wed in 1894, so they were together just a year beforehand. They had been together less than six months when his wife suddenly died. Oh. Yes. The cause? Would you like to hazard a guess? Blacksmith hammer. Interesting. Interesting. No. No. No, it was an accident. Ah, horses. (laughs) Those stolen horses. Those stolen horses come back. (laughs) No, I think it could happen to anyone. You see, she was on the roof of his house. Yeah. Repairing the chimney in February, when it would be snowing, and quite tragically, accidentally, very sadly, dropped a brick on his wife's head and she died. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That could happen to anyone. I mean, it's a common, tragic, but common occurrence, I feel. Indeed. Now, some claimed that Shu, while he was in jail, had boasted that he was going to marry seven wives in his lifetime. Right. Was he one of seven brothers by any chance? And then, yes, he was going to dance. (laughs) Either that or he's bluebeard. But this sort of rumour would persist after he'd left jail and people remembered it and whispered about him. But now with two wives dead, he is in need of another one. He needs to crack on if he's going to get to seven. Absolutely. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So despite the shadows that follow the stranger to town and the quite vocal concerns of Zona's mother, Mary Jane, who didn't like Shu one bit, she had heard enough to make her think, you are not good material for my daughter. Mm. Zona and Shu were wed in November 1896 and they set up at a simple house which is now in Richlands in the same county the marriage seems to be a fine and happy one at first (laughs) at first well poor Zona did fall quite ill quite suddenly and strangely just after New Year in 1897 so not long after they'd been married was he repairing the roof again? He was up on that roof constantly <laughs> going, I think He's the a chimney's lot of work coming up. He's a lot of work. <laughs> There's no chimney up there. We don't have a chimney. We have a flu. No, she's quite ill. Doctors aren't quite sure what is wrong with her, what the cause could be. But she was by his wife's side throughout, caring for her, nursing her, tending to her every need. It seems that she starts to make a steady recovery. Mm after this time oh good for her wonderful much to the relief of her husband and friends on the 22nd of january 1897 mm-hmm. shu calls into the house of a woman known as aunt martha and her 11 year old son anderson jones he asks the boy to call by his house while he is at work to see if his wife needs anything he says that she needs some help pickling eggs well yes so make sure he calls by and sees if she needs anything give her a hand during the day now aunt martha says anderson well he has some chores to get on with mm. but later on he'll definitely go by He's got the his house. own eggs to pickle he does <laughs> the pickling season is upon them it's like spooky season but much <laughs> more spicy <laughs> Shu, hearing this, says, really? Okay, he's definitely going to go by, isn't he? Yes, yes, he's fine. So Shu leaves. Then he comes back a short while later to see if Anderson has gone over. Aunt Martha says, no, he's still doing his chores. He will definitely go over later. Okay, fine, he leaves. Shu comes back four times, reportedly, to the house. Is he he left? Is he he going over? She really needs help pickling those eggs. More agitated, more angry every single time. So egg pickling season is is clearly a, a stressful time. Absolutely, for yeah, it's ending. The season is ending. <laughs> the season They've is got ending. Got so quickly. many eggs that need pickling. <laughs> so eventually, eventually, eleven-year-old Anderson heads over to the house to see if Mrs. Shu needs any assistance. When he arrives, there is no answer. When he knocks the door, she's but, a busy a pickling. Did, Hasn't a got pickling? time to answer the door. Well, maybe that's what spurs him yeah. to crack open the door and sneak inside. He doesn't want to annoy Mr. Shu any further, who seems to be quite agitated <laughs> as it is. So he goes in, calling out Mrs. Shu's name. He finds her at the foot of the stairs. Mm. Her body is lying on the ground, very, very straight. It's noted the legs are quite precisely together. She is stretched out. One arm is across her chest, the other lying by her side, and her head is tilted to one side. The eyes wide and staring straight at Anderson. Lifeless. That's going to be unnerving. Anderson tries to rouse the woman by calling her name, but it's obvious that she is dead. And he runs then, screaming, out of the building. Wise, wise move, yes. 
So there's a series of running and screaming after this as well. He runs to Aunt Martha's house. Ah! It says to her, woman's dead. Okay, let's run for the doctor. Ah! They go and get the doctor. We well, need to go back to examine the body. Okay, ah! Let's all run together. Is that so, the doctor running and screaming Yes, as they're well. all running okay. and screaming across the Good. valleys, up and down the mountains. But when they arrive back at the house, all the running has taken quite a while, about an hour, because it's not, you know, very close no, territory. Rasmus Shoe is already home. And he has found his poor dead wife. Mm. And he has taken the liberty of carrying her upstairs to the bedroom, laying her out on the bed, washing the body, changing her clothes into a nice high-necked dress. Uh Very nice high-necked, big stiff collar around it as well. That was her favourite dress. She loved it. He's also put a a veil across her, tied a scarf with a bow around her chin... And he is cradling her and wailing and going, oh, my God, my wife is dead. My wife is dead. Oh, yes, I have to hold her the entire time and the doctor's doing an examination. (laughs) So the doctor comes up, Dr. George Knapp, to examine the woman. She was very agitated, crying. Obviously, he's been bereaved. He doesn't like it when he comes anywhere near her head. (laughs) Yes, don't touch the body. No, 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 no. So Dr. Knapp is kind of doing this dance around her going, okay, well, I'll make an assessment without actually examining her at all. (laughs) And so he does what he can and he gives his diagnosis of the cause of death. Everlasting faint. Everlasting faint. Nice. I like that. She fainted herself to death. Fainted herself to death. Well, it's what women do. It is. It is. They They get overtaxed. That pickling was was a stress. God. The fumes just overcame her. Yeah, absolutely. Those, those pickling fumes Getting the do anyone in. Indeed. Now, maybe even Dr. Knapp walks away from the house going, no, that was shit. Sorry, what? <laughs> I didn't do my best work. I didn't do my best work. So his second diagnosis is, after he goes, that was rubbish, is pregnancy. Right. She died of pregnancy. Died of pregnancy without being pregnant. Without being pregnant or in the throes of labour or anything like that. Yeah. This is a very Victorian doctor prognosis. Yeah, I think doctor is also slightly overplaying. Well, he is a doctor. He is a doctor, but he's very much come across a woman and gone, (laughs) oh, I don't know. She just died of wounds. I don't know. We don't don't deal with that in medical school oh god yeah just pregnant child she probably was having her period and she died from it that seems to have been what was said yeah what was accepted just she died because she's a woman hysteria it's just it's just women's hysteria they go mad he may as well have written she, her womb was trying to crawl out of her body yeah. and got stuck that's what they do so while there may be maybe at the stretch of the imagination some logic in a doctor assuming that a woman could have died at any time because of something womb related it is the time where you know if you are pregnant there could be complications there could be all sorts of things it's not a very good diagnosis he really didn't do much examining beyond guesswork while walking out the door And so it is, Zona is taken to her childhood home for the funeral. And people did note that her head seemed to be lolling about an awful lot. <laughs> it kept on falling off. We had to put it back. <laughs> it's moving around a lot. She was there with like, with like a stick and various things, <laughs> propping her up like, on. oh, my baby, my baby, my baby, don't look at the knife. So she's taken to the family home. She's there in the casket. And Shu again is by the casket, making sure she has that nice stiff collar up mm. nice and high, the nice dress, putting more veils on her, claiming that it's her favourite veil and she wanted to be buried with it. I, I always have a veil that yeah. I want to be buried with. I figured it out. I know what it was. I figured it out. Why? She was a vampire. 
<laughs> or he was a vampire. He was, he was a vampire. He's covering up those bite marks on her neck <gasps> with a big collar. Oh no. That's what it is. That was it. Ah, Sunscreen. He it's was fine. just nibbling at her neck the whole time. <laughs> and the doctors wouldn't have been able to diagnose yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. The doctors aren't going to diagnose that. They're looking at him hissing over his wife and going, you know what? Pregnancy. I'm out Pregnancy, of here. Pregnancy. I'm gone. Yeah. Mm, mm, I'm not tugging at this thread. Shu's demeanor at the funeral is also cause for concern. He's said to be jolly and normal. It's almost as if he's forgotten that he's at his wife's funeral and he's supposed to be sad. People comment on this strange behavior, but still poor Zona is laid to rest and the community moves on except for her mother mm. her mother who was broken hearted angry and bitter she knows that something has gone wrong here Zona was not ill there was no reasonable explanation for her death and the mother Mary Jane never liked Shu he has a dark past and there must be something more to her daughter's death than he is letting on and Mary Jane takes to praying every single night for a sign oh dear. praying for her child to tell her what happened and then mm. her prayers are answered. Oh, are they indeed? As Mary Jane dreams one night, she sees a bright white light filling her room, growing and shifting until it takes the form of her daughter, Zona. She stands wide-eyed and tells her mother that her death was indeed no accident. Her husband had come home and found that she had laid no meat on the table for <gasps> dinner. Death. In his rage, he has wrapped his hands around her throat and throttled and crushed her neck. <sighs> until the bones snapped in his hands. Oh, that's unpleasant. As the spectre begins to fade away from the dream, the spectre stands and its head spins round, a full rotation to show that the neck has been broken, whispers to the mother to tell all of what has befallen her daughter. Da-da-da. Bollocks! <laughs> You are no good with ghost stories, no, are you? Sorry, when, people... when you started it, she had a dream. <laughs> and you said dream twice in that. So, yes, she had a dream. But the ghost came to her in the dream. She had the same dream four times. Okay. She had the same dream four times. What She's a good Christian woman. Four times she, dr- she has the same dream. She is obviously devastated. Her daughter has died. She is obviously hugely suspicious. Thinks something's happened. She dreams that it's true. Well, she has that explanation. About the hands being wrapped around the neck and the neck snapping. Uh, the only possible explanation is, yeah, obviously it's a ghost. Yeah. Well, she has the dream four times. She knows it must be true. She has the other, you know, she waits four times and goes, okay, this is this, this is getting is, yes. this is getting upsetting. I mean, third, third time I was on the fence. Are you sure? Really? I've been back here four times. <laughs> I've got I'm, other places to be. Come exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> I've been to heaven. It's great up there. I would rather not come back here. I know I'm supposed to be in limbo and everything, but they gave me a free pass. I'm receiving these visions four times. Mary Jane goes to the local prosecutor, John Preston and tells him that her daughter was murdered. And she spends hours with the prosecutor saying, I will not let this go. My daughter has been murdered. You need to do more. You need to interview more people. You need to exhume her body. I have seen a vision. I know that this is true. Now, whether the prosecutor believes this woman or he just wants her off his back. Just go away. Just go away. He (laughs) agrees to reinvestigate, to, to have some more interviews with people. Dr. Knapp, he speaks to. And when he presses him further, Dr. Knapp confirms, I didn't really examine the body. Sorry. (laughs) Too much at all. I kind of just made up some shit on the spot about (laughs) what could have happened to her. Something womb related. The period blood went to her head. At which point, the prosecutor's like, okay, okay, this is not a good sign. (laughs) This is Um, not a good start, no. Maybe we should just exhume the body to be absolutely sure and have a competent doctor perform a 
autopsy. So in front of an inquest jury, an autopsy is performed and Mm. Shu is there and other witnesses are there as well. And on examination, they do find that Zona's neck is broken. Mm. The bones, it said, are cracked. The windpipe mashed on the throat were finger marks indicating she had been choked the neck was dislocated between the first and the second vertebrae and the ligaments were torn and ruptured that's quite violent she was present for autopsy as was young anderson jones anderson would later say when he was at the autopsy dr knapp was working around mrs shoe's head and i could see shoe was getting more nervous his whittling was not so good <laughs> What was he carving? What was he carving at this point? I don't know if that's another phrase for something, but I'm imagining no, him just no, whittling a stick into a gallows. With, with, with a spoon, <laughs> whittling away. Suddenly the doctor turned to Mr. Preston. They whispered together for a few minutes, and then Mr. Preston turned to Shu and said, Well, Shu, we have found your wife's neck to be broken. Shu's head dropped. A change came over him that I can't explain, but it certainly proved his guilt to me. <laughs> Okay. Perhaps it was the boy. Oh, Perhaps it was Anderson. Perhaps it was him. Maybe. Well, something dreadfully wrong has occurred here. A woman has been murdered, her neck broken, and clearly evidence that a person has done this. Now, it's possible the mother could have killed her own daughter and then made up a ghost story to cover it up and then begged people to examine this story. Um, Yes. I mean, it happens all the time. She could be crazy. But please feel the husband may be a better person to ask. Essentially, out of the two, let's go with the husband, yeah. Shu is questioned further, as are others who knew him, and soon the skeletons begin to fall out of the cupboard. When they hear about his two former wives, the suspicious death of one of them, the strange behaviour at the funeral, the claims he has made about marrying seven wives, they feel they have enough evidence to bring him to trial for murder. Now, at court and outside of court, Shu is adamant in his innocence. It is nonsense. In fact, in jail, he is vocal about his confidence that he will be freed as they do not have enough evidence against him. And he says this to reporters. And all of this prospering does not endear him to the local press or indeed the local community because the news of his past is spreading and ill feeling is stirring in this very close-knit community. The prosecution and John Preston decide they will not put Mary Jane, Zona's mother, forward as a star witness well it's probably wise they fear that her story of ghostly visits might harm their case i think it probably would they will deal in whatever facts they can gather the defense (laughs) the defense decide to take the unusual step of putting mary jane on the stand well i'm not yet i'm not surprised because their entire case is based on one woman's hallucinations (laughs) it's not the entire case well no no, but a big yes, but how it all came about was based on... Certainly, the local feeling, the story of these visions of the ghost has circulated around the town. I have no doubt. There are thoughts that the prosecution has wisely decided not to enter this into court as evidence, but they know enough that the jury, that other people are going to be talking about it, mm. the ghost of Zona has come back and has revealed who her murderer is. But the defence decide as you said, we'll put Mary Jane in the sand and we'll tear this theory apart. We will expose her as an idiot, as a liar and a fool and then she will be completely exonerated. It is foolproof. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure whether he's going to get away with it because of that. <laughs> Mrs Hester, Mary Jane, is unwavering. She is determined, she is stoic, she is calm under the questioning of the defence. She explains she is a good christian woman she is not superstitious 
She is not prone to believing in ghosts or make-believes, but she knows what she saw. She has been proven right by her daughter's messages in her dreams. And indeed, if she had not come, if she had not raised this question with the prosecutors from this vision that she had had from a ghost visiting her, who would have known what had happened to Zona? She has been proven right. Her daughter has been murdered. And the jury are very much inclined to believe her. (laughs) This is a whole jury that would have been pretty local folk. Yeah. They've heard the tales... They're very much going to side on that side. Absolutely. Mary Jane is not going to be shaken. And the defence who thought maybe she would be broken, mm. ah, they do not succeed. Shu takes a stand and the local paper reports it thus. She was on the stand all Tuesday afternoon. He was given free reign and talked at great length. <laughs> was very minute and particular in describing unimportant incidents. Denied pretty much everything said by other witnesses. Said the prosecution was all spite work entered a positive denial of the charge against him, vehemently protested his innocence, calling God to witness, admitted that he had served a term in the pen, declared that he had dearly loved his wife and appealed to the jury to look into his face and then say if he was guilty. (laughs) His testimony, manner, etc. made an unfavourable impression (laughs) on spectators. Oh dear. (laughs) You can imagine him really kind of, oh, look at me, I'm great. Yeah, it's not going to go down well, is it? He does really think that he's going to work on this there's a really sad side note sad in for history i think side note to this case she was represented by one of the first black attorneys uh, in Greenbrier County to practice law. And it's a real shame that it was this case. Yeah, not a good case to start out with, really. <laughs> I mean, um, unfortunately, the fact that there was a black attorney didn't endear him to no. the jury. And it's a terrible, terrible case to defend. <laughs> he probably thought it was great, thinking like, oh, well, a ghost has turned up to def- you know to pr- accuse someone. Brilliant, I'm quids in here. Oh, yeah. right. Well, the jury takes less than an hour to return mm. a guilty verdict. Erasmus Shoe, Trout, Trout, trout shoe. Rasmus Stribling Trout Shoe is sentenced to life in prison. Uh-huh. Apparently, a lynch mob had already assembled outside the courthouse. They were ready and waiting. Yeah, just in case justice wasn't served, they were like, oh, we're <laughs> going to get you, we're going to get you. As some of the, the authorities ran out in advance to disperse them. Uh, <laughs> it's fine, it's going to prison forever. It's, it's okay. fine, it's fine. But they were still like, oh, no, we wanted to fight. Uh, four <laughs> but we're here. <laughs> Four people were still um, arrested for trying to threaten his life yeah, when he was come led all away. This way. Yeah. Oh, we got torches and pitchforks. <laughs> so he was sentenced. He went to jail. Shu would die three years into his sentence oh. due to an epidemic. It could have been measles, could have been pneumonia, could have been TB, but it swept through the prisons. This was a could common have been occurrence. Ghosts. Could have been ghosts. But he died in 1900. But this was one of the few cases in history where spectral evidence was allowed to enter the courtroom where a ghost apparently identified her own murderer and got him convicted. In the state of West Virginia, they have erected a historical marker near where Zona Shue is buried. And it reads, Interned in nearby cemetery is Zona Hester Shue. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband. Autopsy on the exhumed body verify the apparition's account. Her husband, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison. Only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer. And that is the story 
of the Green Briar Goose. <laughs> now, in the plaque, I'm just going to say one thing. They call him Edward, and I went with Erasmus. Right. Some no, people say enough. Erasmus, some people say Edward, and I was like, nah, it's Erasmus. Nah, Erasmus is much better. Much better name. <laughs> but there you go. That is the story. Ah, a ghost at trial. A ghost at trial. Yes. <laughs> the cynicism is seeping <laughs> out of you right now, isn't it? Oh, uh, I wish... I know, I really wish I could go, it's brilliant, it's all true, it's marvellous. But I just can't. I can't. All I can do is say bollocks. Okay, so, <laughs> so, just... so what's the explanation then? Well, she had, a, she had a dream. She was so convinced that something had happened. And if she had seen the floppy neck and all this sort of stuff, then she may not have logically known what it is, but her sort of subconscious put it together or something and she dreamt about it. Mm. I, I do not think that the ghost of her daughter appeared to her in a dream and told her. No. Well, if she did dream it, then isn't that possibly the ghost? Isn't that as crazy? No. It's her having a dream. Uh, her mind Aunt putting... dreams ghosts. Aunt dreams ghosts. <laughs> One day I may be proved entirely wrong. The ghosts are real and there's 12 of them in this room now. I don't know. but um, They're all bloody pissed off. And they're you. all really annoyed with me. So I'm not going to have a jolly time when that happens. <laughs> so there is another school of thought around this. Is, is that Mary Jane, well, the mother is just very astute, is very smart. Exactly. Is, is standing around the whole time going, what are you doing, yeah. people? My daughter has been killed. I don't like this man. And that she may have read reports possibly like the red barn murder <laughs> that we covered two weeks ago which is another case of oh yes a ghost told me where her body is if she's that astute is it a, her way of getting that information there is it of making this known not just i mean at that time is it for a, a male prosecutor they're more likely to be a ghost than the woman <laughs> i mean <laughs> so, maybe it's a, it's a dreadful she... thing to think but is that the case you think she's going to get more response out of people if a ghost told her this rather than i've figured this out myself it, it seems crazy when you say yeah. it like that it's like a pro- it's more easy to dismiss one going oh a ghost did it. a ghost <laughs> told you did they okay let me type it up on my magic typewriter <laughs> but maybe she had read another case mm. and thought okay this is a credible way because actually at the time while you are Mr. Cynicism of the 21st century, people were inclined to believe in ghosts. That's true, true. They were inclined to be superstitious and worry about ghosts and bad things happening, even though she's a Christian woman and is a Christian community. If you say that there's a ghost and these visions have been coming, there'd be enough people who would, oh, yeah, who would, even if she's spoken, there's enough members of the community who'd become knocking at the prosecutor's door going, oh, no, 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 you need to uh, investigate, you need to investigate. Yeah ghost said so up until that point until she shouted that would have been completely missed absolutely yeah but then why didn't she shout more at the time well perhaps she did why was she ignored then that i cannot answer ghosts (laughs) get you what you need that's maybe why you should believe in ghosts that's right i can't come to work there's ghosts (laughs) (laughs) i mean i would let you off take all the time you need there was some other versions of this story as well some people might be thinking about it that there were theories that zona Shu might have been pregnant and that this was related to a miscarriage that's why she was ill and some people were saying oh did she miscarriage and fall down the stairs or something so neatly arranged yes then that seems you don't fall down the stairs in a straight line i feel yes Um, some have kind of gone more of the conspiracy theory the other way going did she have a miscarriage to which the the doctor's prognosis of died of pregnancy mm -hmm. would be right yeah there were some accounts that there was blood there was blood in the house some people admit that because it doesn't really fit with the story true 
did she fall down the stairs? Did she miscarriage? Did she break her neck in that way? If she fell down the stairs, it, it, it seemed to, to be implied that she positioned, she was positioned by the bottom of the stairs by her husband. And because the mother was so convinced that a murder had taken place and actually her daughter had died of natural causes. That, yeah, it was an accident. And then they found her neck had broken and then they made up or they decided they saw some fingerprint marks because they'd gone to all this trouble. Like, oh yeah, you know yeah. what? Let's, let's, let's accuse that guy. Maybe not out of malice, but just genuinely just, well, we've, swept up in we, it. Yeah, exactly. We, we've we've dug all this bigger hole. We might as well make the most of it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not very popular around here. Indeed. So. Yeah, no, exactly. He's dashing and yet he's <laughs> killing all his wives. But he said he would marry seven wives. Yeah. I mean, I think he killed her. I think he killed her. I think that's probably more than likely. Mm. Yes. Um, I think that's probably the most likely account. And I think ghosts were all the way through this. All the way through. Yep, Whispering, absolutely. telling him what to do all the way through. It's quite a lovely picture, though, of the of the ghost standing and the head rotating. Was it 360 degrees? <laughs> <of just> Very <laughs> exorcist. I keep trying to say 180, and I'm like, that's halfway. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, spinning around. The spinning around, like, okay. vomiting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but you're just like team no ghost. No ghost. No ghost. No ghost. You're ruining spooky month for Sorry. everyone. I apologise, everyone. <laughs> I'm an unbeliever. But it's a good spooky ghost story that has a murder. Nicely done. There you are. Well, what do you think, people? Are you team Nick? There was no ghosts. <laughs> this was all just a simple case of murder and the mother was being cunning, cunning with it. Or are you team Sinead? Spooky month. Is there ghosts everywhere? Are ghosts telling us secrets in our dreams? Are they coming in the night? Climb into your head. And tell you things. Should you be terrified of every dream you have? Is that it's a prophecy of some sort? Also thinking, have ghosts not got nothing better to do? <laughs> yes, this is the thing about ghost stories. This is probably why we don't do ghost stories because you would just scream yeah, the entire time. I really would. You'd ruin it. There'd be no spookiness and there'd be no discussion. This is why we don't do paranormal stuff. But yeah, that I do agree with that. Ghosts have got nothing better to do than stand around, and they always appear to people who aren't dear or close to them. Yeah. They're some sort of distant relative. I saw a soldier from World War One. Why don't he go to see his family? <laughs> Bloody hell. Yes, but people still, still <laughs> ghosts are plenty in this story. What do you think? Tell us whether you are spooky team or sceptical team. What do you think about the story? Uh, tell us on social media. Jump on those comments. But most importantly, mix yourself up a phantom love song. Indeed, I think whatever we say, I think we can both agree that that is a most splendid cocktail. We can agree on that. We can agree on that one. On Make the- one of those. It's very tasty. Phantoms write love songs. Phantoms like Rosalind. <laughs> the phantom has taken over yeah. you. You see, you I see. I've got ghosts in my mouth. <laughs> 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 Surprised that doctor didn't go, oh, she got ghosts in her womb. Ghosts. She needs cocaine. <laughs> Tell us what you think of the story, of your favourite ghosty murder stories, because we'd love to cover them. We're running out of time in Spooky Month, but we've got wonderful, wonderful things planned. Mix up a phantom love song on Friday night. Maybe we'll throw up some extra cocktail ideas on there, or just send us pictures of what you're drinking for October. And for Sinead, just send pictures of all the lovely halloween decorations you have send up. pictures of all the ghosts all so, the ghosts send them to Sinead yeah all the ghosts that you've dreamt about <laughs> send us pictures of your dreams <laughs> if you like more spooky silly nonsense then come and join us on patreon where it all gets very silly we have i've lost track of how many episodes there are a million a million episodes on patreon all for about five dollars a month very exciting over there well thanks for listening guys we have been the people inside the poisonous cabinet we will see you next week and remember your loved ones are 
trying to kill you.